We're going to take the most symbolic act of worship this morning, and that is taking communion. You know, Jesus served this first act of love to us. It was called communion in that day. And there's two parts to this. First of all, the bread represents the body of Jesus. It's the body of Christ. Secondly, the cup of blessing is the communion of the blood of Christ. So I want you to understand what it is that we are doing together as a symbol of our love and worship before the Lord. Let's read Luke 22, verse 17 through 20. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. Hang tight, we'll take it all together here in a minute. Verse 19, And he took the bread and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which was given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And the most important thing about taking communion is that we purify our hearts so that we do not eat and drink unworthily before the Lord. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer of repentance. If there's anything in your heart that needs to be washed out, cleansed, removed, let's ask God to forgive us. So that before we take this most precious part of our worship, our remembrance of Jesus, our hearts are clean. Would you repeat after me, Jesus? I'm about to take your communion. And I want my heart to be clean. Forgive me, Lord. Of all sin. Wrong actions. Mistakes I have made. Decisions I have made. That have not honored you. I'm putting you first in my life. Wash me clean, Lord. And make me your child. So the verse I want to read to you, which is so profound to me, it's John 6, starts with 54, and it very clearly describes what happens when we take communion. And it's this. It's Jesus speaking, and he said, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. It's a powerful statement, powerful verses. But it's dealing with this act right here, the act of communion. Jesus is called the bread of life. And so when he served them this first communion, he was offering himself up in a deeper communion of relationship between he and the individual person. So together, would you open that little cup that you have in your hand and take out that bread first. It says, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. This communion that we're taking is that development of a deep relationship between us and the Lord alone. But just get quiet in your heart and be alone in your spirit and know that God's doing something incredible in your life. 
take and eat that bread in your communion before the Lord. That's the communion of his body that comes within you. And the second one, the cup of blessing. Open that little cup right now. Verse 55 says again, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Drink that little cup and accept the communion with the Lord and know that he is ever with you, ever present in your life. And he wants to walk in a very close and personal way with you to strengthen you, heal you, encourage you, and bring blessing to your life. Father, we take communion today in remembrance of you, and we hunger and we thirst after the bread of life and the blood of Christ, Lord. We need you in our lives. Drink all of it as a sign of your worship to God.
morning, Relay Community Church. My name is Megan. I am so happy to be here with you guys. Let everybody that is excited, happy to be here and that has breath say whoop whoop. You thought I was going to get real spiritual, didn't you? That is in the Bible. I'm sure it's there. Awesome. I'm so happy that everybody is here. Thank you for those that are joining us here in the auditorium. And we don't forget those that are joining us online. We have a strong online presence and we're so happy for everybody that's joining us today. The biggest exciting thing today is we kick off 21 days of prayer, guys. Come expecting the Lord to show up and do great things. Open up your heart and miracles will happen. So excited about that. And also today, after the second service, in one of our auditoriums, we have Meet the Pastor. So we're going to be doing our next steps. They kick off again today, and that's going to be so exciting. So if you guys wouldn't mind standing up, come on, get up on your feet. We're going to continue to worship. Everybody get up on your feet. Just open up your hearts, raise your arms to heaven, and let's continue to praise the Lord.
voices with us. And Jesus, I need you every moment. I need you. Hear now this grace, Lord, I sing out your praise forever. Sing it again. And Jesus, the Lord and it is good to be in the house of the Lord in a place where people love the Lord. Amen. Amen. Guys, we're not just here to have church, but we're here on a mission. Today we start 21 days of prayer and that means we get to lean into the presence of God. We get to reach for the things that God has for us. We get to reach and lean into worship, lean into his word. I want to just take this moment to challenge you wherever you are in your faith. Wherever you are in your Bible knowledge, in your understanding of the presence of God, the spirit of God, in, the, in as much as you know God, I just want to challenge you over the next 21 days, over the next three Sundays. Let's lean in and, and just commit in ourselves. I want to know God more. I want to know his presence more. I want to know his word more. I want to, be a, I want to learn how to pray better. I want to be a better worshiper. Let's just go farther than we've ever been. And so... The only way we do that as a church is to not stand back and say the church should be better. To not point at other churches and say that preacher should be better yeah. or our pastor should be better yeah. or the church around the world. Should, the best way that we can do better Come on. is to, to be better. Yeah. Is we personally, that means you, so good. you and me. I'm trying not to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to make you feel bad. I just want to, I want us to go somewhere together. We're yeah. on a mission. Let's go. To reach people and to reach the things that God has for us. If God said do it, we want to do it. If he, if he says it, we want to believe it. We want to know it. We want to stand on it. And so that's what the series, that's what 21 Days of Prayer is about. So would you just take a minute and pray with me? Would you just take a minute and let's lift up our faith. Encourage ourselves. Encourage yourself. Fan the flame. Something inside of you needs to, you need to raise your expectation of what God can and will do, not just for you, but for us. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have given us a measure of faith. And Lord, we want to, we want to be trusted with more, more of an outreach in this world, more of your agenda, more steps of faith, more of your word, more of your spirit, more of your power. God, we want to just be faithful with what you've given us. We want to be trustworthy. We want to be honorable to you and the things that you put and planted in our hearts to do in this church, in every family, in every father and every mother, the desires that they have for their family, God. I thank you that you have put those in our heart. Yes. Now, Lord, we just trust you with all of those things. 
and we raise our expectation that you are bigger than our thoughts, you're bigger than our ways, you are bigger than all of our expectations and even the things we can imagine, God, you are bigger. And so today we raise our expectation and believe that you have more for us, that you have more for this world, that we can look around and see things are getting darker and darker and, and uglier and more fearful and more, more full of worry. But God, we know you have more for this world. We know that you love this world so much that you gave your son, that you gave life, that you gave grace. And so, Lord, we... We are just so thankful that we get to be a part of that outpouring. So today, God, would you touch every person in this place as we lean into your presence for 21 days of prayer and proclaim that bondages will be broken, proclaim that obstacles will be moved out of the way, that mountains that stand in front of us will be cast into the sea, and that people will be able to know you like they've never known you, that this church will know you and your spirit moving and hear your voice like we've never heard, that we might be closer to you than we've ever been. So we trust you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody in the room and online said, Amen. 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 Would you give your neighbor just a high five and say, He can do it. God can do it. Amen. All right. You guys can be seated. I'm going to let the band go down. Y'all give the band a hand. We have a really good team, guys. I can't, I, I can't stress this enough. When we first started, it was my biggest concern about how could we have church. Honestly, how can, how, how can we start a church where I don't have to do everything? Where I don't have to be over on the drums and the keyboard and singing and trying to learn everything. And God has just sent all the right people on our, on our team. I'm so thankful for the Dream Team. I'm so thankful for all of the... Uh, those of you who have picked up the vision and run with us, um, I, I, I don't want to talk for too long because my message today is going to have to be, I, I, I want us to lean into worship, I want us to lean into the word and into prayer. Today is kicking off 21 days of prayer, that's a big deal for me. Even before we started this church, before we ever had a thought about who would be on the team and how we could have, so where we would have church even before all of those pieces came and we didn't, Angela and I didn't even know we, we were going to start a church. And we were at 21 days of prayer, 21 days of prayer, and we were just reaching for, God, what do you have for us this year? God, what do you want from us? Not what I want. You see, part of 21 days of prayer is not saying, God, how do I get this? How do I, uh, what's my next prayer request? Part of 21 days of prayer is just getting rid of all of my, all the stuff in my head that gets in the way of what God's trying to tell me. Yeah. And so we, we went through that process of 21 days of prayer and fasting to try to lower all the other voices and all the other sounds and all the other uh, distractions so that we could hear from the Lord. And in that moment, um, the, the, the seed of this church was planted and God said, I want you to start a church. Leave where you are here and go start a church. That was so scary to us, but also super exciting. Very exciting. We were thrilled, um, even though we were almost shaking uh, with, with nervousness and ah, how's, how's this going to go? What's going to happen? What's this going to look like? God, give us vision. And he did that. And so I think more than anything, the best thing that can happen during these 21 days is that you and I get desperate for God. 
Like, God, what, what is it? I mean, if, if we don't, if we do everything else in the world, if we go to school and go to work and make the right amount of money and pay all the bills and get the kids, like if we get the kids raised and have everything that we prayed for and we missed what God wanted us to do, we've missed the whole thing. And so I think we have to get to a place, not wait until we're physically desperate. We have to make ourselves desperate and get ourselves to a place where God, I need you and nothing else matters. So this is uh, the, it's kind of the, the catch 22 of 21 days of prayer, especially when we're fasting. It's, it's one of those, it's the conflict of I'm, I'm not really uncomfortable. So I have to make myself a little bit uncomfortable so I can hear from God. And so I can focus on what he needs. Otherwise, the only time we turn to God is when everything gets so bad. And God, I don't, I don't have anyone else to turn to. That's the worst time. That, he wants us to turn to him all the time. And he'll take us anytime. But the best time is whenever I can reject the world and just turn away from the world and say, okay, God, you're the most important thing in my life. So another thing that's going on right now, we started last week on Monday, August 1st. We had our soap Bible study and there should have been, you should have gotten a piece of paper on your way in that gives you all the instructions for that along with the yeah. schedule of what's, what uh, verse or what chapter we're reading for the day. And soap is just really reading the whole chapter and then uh, today, Matthew chapter five, four and then five and then we'll just keep going every day a new chapter and then you pick out one or two verses out of that chapter that just stood out to you and then you that's the s scripture and then you the o for soap you observe just write down an o on your paper and then after you've written that one or two verse that really stood out to you just write down observations what i think about this what what's this passage trying to say to me what is what is the what is the thing that god wants for us kind of the perspective of this verse, maybe some things that stick out, and then write an A for application. And then um, you just write down, how am I gonna apply this this week? How am I going to um, resist the devil? How am I going to tell the devil, no, that's not what's gonna happen. When Jesus went up on the, uh, he took Jesus up on the high place and said, you can have all this. Like that, that's the part that stands out to me. Like whenever I have to apply this, what's this going to look like in my life this week? And then finally write a P and then pray about it. You can certainly get a, um, they have soap journals, but it's to me just as easy to write it on a piece of blank paper. And so um, one last thing before I, I, I take the rest of the time that I have for, for the message. Uh, I want to just point out real quick, you should also have received a contact card and I would really love whether you're a guest today or whether you this is your home, I'd love for you to fill out that contact card, especially for one thing, because during 21 days of prayer, we take all the prayer requests. So right there on that card is a place where you can write down your prayer requests, things that you want us to pray for. And then, of course, starting tomorrow and at our uh, prayer meetings over the next few weeks, we'll have teams of people praying and some of those prayer requests uh, not all of your personal information but the prayer requests themselves some of them will be anonymous but uh, they'll be passed on to our prayer team and make sure that everybody's praying in the same direction so does that make sense are you guys ready for the message today i know y'all came ready we're gonna kick off uh, week number two 
week number two of solid ground. If you hadn't, if you weren't here last week, then I'll just catch you up real quick. The solid ground that we stand on, um, Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. He says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine. So far, what are we talking about? Jesus words. We're talking about Jesus words, the things that he says. He says, whoever hears these words and puts them into practice, it's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Of course, the scripture goes on to say that when the wind and the waves and the, uh, when all the storms come, then his, his life stays together. He's, he's firmly planted on solid ground, a firm foundation, and he, he's not destroyed. And yet the foolish man who hears these words does not put them into practice is like the, the man who builds his house on the sand. And when the wind and the waves come, what happens? Crash. Everything's, everything comes crashing down. And so today, last week we really focused on the foundation of um, every one of us. I, I hope you brought your paper Bible today. How many of you guys got your paper Bible? Yeah, I should hear this, right? <laughs> so whenever, whenever we turn to different passages, that's what we should hear. If you can see, it's a little bit dark in here. What I would like for us to really focus on today is not just that God's word is our foundation, if we'll apply it. Like that becomes such a firm foundation. But the elements, although they're really simple, if we miss the fact that God's words exist, we can, we can see them. They're right here. We have to take them and apply them. So that we have to take them, hear them, and then apply them. That's why soap is so powerful. That's why studying your Bible with the intent to apply it is so, to, to make it practice. So here's the thing. The two elements I want us to really think about today are the hearing part and the practicing part. Because I think what happens is the enemy, our enemy tries to stop us from doing that. So the words come. We might even hear those words, but then there's so many opportunities and places where the enemy can get in there and stop us from building our house on the word. Stop us from actually not just hearing, but because we go to church for 20 years and hear, hear messages over and over. In fact, uh, you could, you could, I would be willing to bet that if you've been in church any amount of time, you've heard a lot of the things we're talking about this week and last week. Because the message is simple, that God's word is powerful if we'll apply it, if we'll stand on it and use it. But what happens is we hear it and it's in, in one ear and out the other. Because our enemy is working to keep those two things apart where we hear it and practice it. Here's the deal. This Bible, we, we call it my Bible. We call it God's word. I think one of the things we miss sometimes is that right here in the front, it doesn't just say Bible, it says Holy Bible. There's something that's different. That this book is not just the Bible. It's not just a book of words. It's holy. It's something special. If we don't revere it, if we don't have a place in our hearts that is set aside and holy and like lifting up these words that this is not just ordinary words, then we miss it. We don't practice it. We don't apply it. We don't put it to work. When I first started preaching, we had a screen uh, it wasn't too long ago, so in the early 2000s. But whenever I said, hey, we're going to read Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, I had to wait a few minutes because everybody was turning there. 
Everybody was okay, Matthew. We know where it is. I know where that's at in my Bible. Matthew chapter. Here we go, right here. You hear all this noise. We don't hear that now. <laughs> is everybody just waiting for it to pop up on the screen? Because it's slower. The problem is now we don't know how to find it in our Bible. <laughs> we don't know where anything. I know Pastor said that one time, but it's like, you know, Matthew or one of those New Testament books. I would challenge you to learn your Bible more than you had. Like, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to memorize all 66 books of the Bible in order and be able to sing them, although some Sunday school kids can. Uh oh. <laughs> and so I'm not going to tell you to turn there in your Bible today because that would be a test that some of us couldn't pass. But. I would say that digital Bibles are amazing too, but there's something about this Bible. There's something about holding your Bible and reading and letting God speak to you and making notes in the, in the margins. If you don't have the YouVersion Bible app, I'm just going to show you real quick on the screen. If you'll download YouVersion Bible app, it's so simple. And what happens is you can, you can do all kinds of research. You can open up and look at any chapter, any, any book of the Bible. And uh, start it over. Nice. Okay, cool. There was more to it. Here we go. We're back. <laughs> Opening up. And once you find the place you want, if you want to go find today's passage in Matthew, and then you click that little speaker button Next, at the top. The devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you. He said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan. <laughs> that was my verse this week. <laughs> Listen, maybe you're not the, the, the person who likes to read the Bible or, or feels like you read very well so you get too distracted. I would challenge you to learn to, to, to read your Bible better. But you can go pick up the version Bible app. It'll read to you in voices. And if you heard that, it's like you're standing on top of the mountain with them. You can hear the wind blowing and the devil's voice is a little weird, but you just can get with it. <laughs> kind of brings it to life. So there are lots of tools for us. There's different Bible studies in there. You can, you can invite friends so that you can do different studies together. Find something that works. And do it. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing, but you, we, we need more of the word. Why? Because Romans chapter 8 verse 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Hearing the word, the word of God, like God's speaking to us. And what happens when you take God's word, it comes alive inside of you. We talked about this last week that God put his spirit in us. And when we read his word, it resonates with his spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit says, hey, this is what I want you to know about this verse. You think, well, I'm not good. At, I don't know anything about the Bible. How can I read this? It doesn't make any sense. I promise you the Holy Spirit will speak to you and teach you while you're reading. Yes. While you're listening, something will come alive. And you'll think, I never heard that before. I never even thought about it. how do I... How am I thinking about this? It's the Holy Spirit teaching you. When I was 12 years old, I started reading my Bible um, every day for the first time. So I started like reading every day. I would read one proverb because it just fits in the month. Every day I would read Psalms. Every day I would read in the New Testament. I would read in the Old Testament. And something started happening inside of me at 12 years old that I knew that my faith is different than it was. 
That I'm not the same kind of Christian as I was a few months ago. And as God works on you, as you begin to take his word and put it in your heart, you begin to change. It's not the same as when someone just goes to church for 10, 20, 30 years. You could be 12 years old, pick up your Bible, start reading it, and all of a sudden you're hearing and thinking and your faith is different. Today, my, I think more than anything else, my hope is that uh, in this message, not just 21 Days of Prayer, but this message today, week two, more than anything, I, I hope that you will learn and embrace the idea that we need to love this, this word. Like, I hope that you can take God's word and say, I love God's word. I'm going to live God's word. So real quick, the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 170, uh, Psalm 119, verse 70, 176 is all about, has 176 verses, but right in the middle there, um, verse 97, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. Just having God's word with me, in me, standing on it, living God's word, something happens. So I want to take those three things in that verse real quick and unpack them in just a short time that we have. Number one is love the word of God. I need to wake up every day and when I'm reading God's word, I'm not just, hey, this is just another checklist, another thing on my list today. I need to read. I need to get through this so that I can go do the next thing. No, this is something that we need to love. Have you ever loved someone so much in your life that you would defend? Have you ever... Has there ever been someone or something in your life that's so important that it means so much to you that you're willing to fight for it? I think that happens um, more rarely. We, there are lots of people who tell you, you need to stand up and fight for this. But the word of God is one of those things that just gets put up on the shelf, put on the counter, and we don't fight for it. But there are things that we will fight for. We'll go online and fight over things that seem so insignificant, but... Hey, I'm going to fight. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. I told you guys a lot of times when I was uh, in, in middle school, we fought, I fought all the time. I just thought that was what we, I thought that was normal for kids. We fought. After school, it was going to happen. Just at least a few times, a few days a week on the way home, somebody was fighting. About 20 or 30 of us guys and uh, people crowded around and screaming in the grass on the walking. I walked home from school every day. We would fight. And we knew that it didn't take much to get the fight. We would even fight with our friends. We just wanted to fight. And we knew that all we had to do to get our friends to fight was say, you know what? You're mama. That's all it took. If somebody talked about my mama, we're fighting. Even if you don't know my mom, we're going to fight. But what happens with the word of God in our life is that we just, oh man, you don't like the Bible, do you? Okay, you're, willing, you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm not asking you to go fight someone. I'm asking you to carve out a space in your life and in, in your heart where you're, you're willing to be defensive over God's word. That this is so meaningful and so powerful and so important, not just to me, but to the world. It means something to me. And I'm not going to fight you, but I'm going to stand up for what's right. 2 Timothy 3.16. Why? Why is God's word so important? Because 
All scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants to prepare you. God wants to work on you. And he does that through his word. In this book, in God's word, for me is his plan for me, for every part of my life, for my marriage, my relationships. If you, We spend so much time trying to figure out where we're going in life and what God wants from me and for me. And it's all written in his word. And if I can put his word in me, Someone said that the Bible is God's autobiography. He wrote it for us. It's the only book where the author is in love with the reader. It's the only book that you can read and the person who wrote this book is in love with you and wants the best for you, has a plan and a purpose for your life. And your attitude towards it, your attitude towards God's word and what he speaks to you is so important. How you look at it, how you think about it. When you open God's word, are you thinking, there's something here for me today. I just have to find it. God, I'm ready for you to speak to me, and then I'm going to read. I'm going to start listening to my app after I've prepared my heart and after I've gotten my perspective in order so that something in today's word is for me. When people mock the Bible, when people mock Christians, people mock the idea that there's a loving God, and we just say, oh yeah, I guess well." You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion and we're all going somewhere, you know. Like when you allow your own mind to go there, you don't have to fight people. But you need to be willing to stand because what happens is the doubt that comes from those other voices will knock you right off of your foundation if you're planted on sand. You'll start to think, well, maybe they're, maybe they're right. Maybe I can, you know, figure out a different way. First Thessalonians 2.13 says... We also thank God because when you received the word which you heard from us, see that? We heard it. You accepted it, not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. If we believe it, if we accept it, if we, if it takes a larger place in our heart, then something starts happening. The spirit of God in us starts working and it's at work in us. But we have to receive that word received right there. Is actually the same, the same word that's used, like if I invite you into my house as a guest. Most, we, you, if you've been to our house, you know that we don't just say, hey, yeah, I guess you're here. You can come on in if you want, since you're here anyway. No, you're, you're somebody special. If you're to my, if you're coming to my house and you're for dinner, I'm opening the door for you. I'm making sure there's a place for you to sit down. You want something to drink? What? Let's talk. That's how we take God's word into our life, like it's a, a, a special invited guest. So not only do we need to love God's word, we need to, number two, write this down, learn the word of God. Uh-oh, I just stepped on somebody's toes. Somebody's toes. You guys, you might think, well, I can't memorize the Bible. I, I'm not good at schoolwork. I'm not, that's not how my mind works. Maybe today you got to church you were able to get the kids into their class. You got everybody awake and you got your donut on the way in. You got your coffee. Sometimes life just it bounces off of us. We, you don't know what you were listening to on the radio on the way here. It just was on. <laughs> on getting dressed today, you're not even sure what you're wearing. It's dark in here. You just somehow you got here. 
Sometimes you're, you're in the middle of a message and the pastor's speaking, like probably right now, and you're not really even paying attention. We just zone off and we're daydreaming. In fact, I'll bring everybody back for just a second like this. Hello. Somebody just said, what was he talking about? <laughs> We've all had that moment where we kind of wake up and realize, oh, oh, something's happening. With God's word, we have to wake up and pay attention. And when we're reading, not to just let it one ear, in one ear and out the other ear, not to just let it be background noise. Like, this is something I need in my life. So how do we learn God's words? Real quick, three things. Number one, listen. Listen to God's word. You can listen with the Bible app. You know, the studies show, and this might hurt somebody's feelings too, that the average person has about three hours of um, personal time where you can either watch your Netflix series or you can watch Fox News or you can play video games or uh, so average three hours a day. And that's only because most people will only admit to three hours a day, even when maybe they're playing video games for seven hours <laughs> or Netflix for 10 hours. You just get locked in and all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, three hours. We'll admit to three hours. But the crazy thing is, we expect for all of our spiritual growth and all of our understanding of the Bible to happen in just one little 30-minute message on Sunday morning. Pastor, you got to help me. I'm struggling. And so out of the 27 hours of admitted free time or available time, we, only, we give God 30 minutes. Pastor, the clock starts now. <laughs> We got to dig in a little bit. We got to pick up our Bible during the week. Don't let a day go by where you're not thinking and, and, and chewing on the word and taking it to heart. Maybe, maybe it's an audio book, the audio Bible. Maybe you listen to podcasts or maybe you listen to, uh, to music sometimes in the car or let's exchange some of those times. Think about the margins of where you can put the word of God in the margins where you just normally have where you can get a little bit more of it this week. There's lots of sermons to listen to out there. John 5.39, he says, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. So God, Jesus is in the scriptures. So we, gotta, we have to find him, pull it out, and know him through his word. The storms are happening all around us. Listen, your foundation determines your stability and the sustainability of your life. So when we're planted on that word, the more of the Bible that we have, the more that we apply, the more that we take and live, then the stronger we are. So we need to listen to God's word. Number two, we need to read God's word. Jesus answered, it's written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. How do you read the Bible? If you're not sure what translation to get, Let's talk about it. New Living Translation is amazing for a first-time reader. Yeah. Yeah. The NLT. I love the NLT. A lot of times we use it on, on the screen. Set aside time to read the Bible. Have a Bible reading plan. Soap is a great one. We're all reading together. But don't just read it. Let it read you. And number three, we're going to listen, we're going to read it, and we're going to study the Bible. That one's probably the scariest one because when it comes to, oh, no, 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 no. I don't like school 
And you, th- you think that when you imagine studying the Bible, what you actually picture is like study hall. You picture detention where you're sitting there, stuck reading a book, writing notes, and uh, you think there's a test at the end. Well, there is a test at the end, but listen, studying the Bible is not like detention or study hall. Studying the Bible is meditating on the Word. Even taking one verse and just met chewing on it. And just chewing on it. I like the uh, that word meditate. It's like um, ruminating. And we've talked about this before, but cows ruminate. They take, they eat something, and then what? They chew it up and swallow it, and then what? No. No. They bring it back up and think, oh, that was good. I'm going to have a little bit more of it. And they bring it up again. <laughs> like lunch this afternoon. If you just decided, I want to, I was so good. The, the, those tacos were so good. I'm just going to have it one more time. I'm sorry. I'm not. You're right. I'm not sorry. Because I want you to think about the Bible is one of those things that you can chew on it, but you got to keep chewing on it. You got to keep bringing it back and keep turning it over in your mind. It's not sitting down making you write out verses or scriptures or you don't have to copy the whole Bible by hand. But what you need to do is take a verse and meditate on it. Think about it. Let it let it sit with you. Let it stay with you. Because the the op, the alternative is that we're carrying around and chewing on other things. You know how often I hear people tell me, uh, you know, Pastor Sean, I got a question for you. What do you think about aliens? <laughs> is that what's rolling around in your head? It's aliens, and do you think we really landed on the moon, Pastor Sean? That, like those kinds of thoughts. And what about? Uh, you see all these airplanes? There's like these chemtrails behind them. And you know 5G? And you know what? Some people think birds aren't real. You think that's crazy. But there's all kinds of thoughts rolling around in your head. And you think, you guys, I'm not thinking about that. But what are you thinking about? You're worrying about stuff. You're stressed out over stuff. You're, you're, you're ruminating on the wrong thing. What The stuff that... the the room that we've made in our heart and in our thoughts is not for the word of God. We've been ruminating on Netflix and all these other things. Yes. And we allow social media to set the tone for what we're going to think about all day long instead of what should be rolling through our head. Come on. on the things that should be rolling through our head. Joshua 1.8 says this, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written on it. Then watch this. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. When we finally get it in us, we've, we've listened to it, we've read it, we've studied it, and finally we come to number three. We need to live the Word of God. First Peter 5 8 says, Be alert. I'm going to invite the band to join me back on stage. I'm excited about 21 days of prayer because, watch this, the scripture says, be alert, be on watch. Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Think about it. He wants to stop us from hearing God's word and applying it, living it, putting it into practice so that we can be unshakable. The first thing that pops out to me there is that it's not a surprise when a roaring lion attacks you. Or whenever he could, you know he's out there because he's roaring. 
This is not a lion that's hiding. He's roaring. It's no surprise that the, that the enemy is going to attack us. We know his tactics. We know that he wants to stop us from standing on the word. But the very next thing this verse says in verse 9, be firm in your faith and what? Be firm in your faith and what, everybody? Resist him. He's, he's out there roaring like a lion. It doesn't say, hey, uh, go get your sword and go attack the lion. It just says resist him. Because you know that other believers in all the world are going through the same kind of suffering. Listen, the, our enemy is attacking the church like never before. He's attacking you and me like never before. If you look at the last two years, there are lots of people who thought they were standing in, in a good place. But now, like sinking sand, everything is falling apart. When that voice of doubt and that voice of fear and pain comes at us, what do we have to do? We have to resist it. And we resist it whenever we are firmly planted on the ground. I can't resist if I'm standing on sand. I end up all over the place. But what happens whenever I have the word of God in me, I'm able to resist. Why? Because I can say, you know what? God is my strong tower. I'm not going anywhere. He is holding me up with his mighty right hand. I know the scripture in my head and in my heart. And when I start to resist, it comes out. I can do all things through Christ. I'm not going down because he has a plan for me. He will make a way. He split the sea and the Israelites walked across on dry land. And I know that he can take care of me. I know that he'll provide a way where there is no way. He'll make a way where there is no way. When it seems like wilderness, he'll send me rain. He'll give me every single thing I need. He'll provide for me. Just like he did when there were, with, with fishes and loaves. He took a happy meal and fed thousands of people. And he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. But if I don't know that, if you don't know that, then it's really hard to resist. It's really hard to tell the devil to be quiet. Because we don't know what it says. We don't know. But we're going to know. We're going to take God's word. We're live by faith. It says, be firm in your faith and resist him. That's why we have to know the word. You don't have to know all of it. You just got to know some of it. Today, would you make a commitment in your heart that we're going to love God's word. We're going to learn God's word. We're going to live it. We're going to embrace everything that he has for us. I want to pray for you today. God, today, help us. To know you like we've never known you before. That in these 21 days of prayer that we come closer to you. God, you said if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us. So Lord, we ask, we ask to, like Moses, that we would know you, that we would see you. Show me your face. Show me your glory. Show us your ways, God. Teach us your ways by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that your presence is with every person this week that's watching online, that is watching from this room, that we as a people, that this church would be united together in leaning into your presence and knowing what you want from us and being united in pursuit of your purpose and your plan for us in this place and in this city.
in this time, God. We don't want to just be wandering around and happen to be in the right place. We don't want coincidence, God. We want anointing. We want the Spirit of God. We want your Spirit moving and speaking and leading us. That we might be in a divine place, in a holy moment, in a holy time. Because God, this world needs you. We need you. Our families need you. We're desperate for you, God. So speak and help us. Lead us. Heal us. In Jesus' name. If you're listening today and you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to know this, that this book is a love letter written to you and to me by a God that loves us, that sent His Son on a rescue minute mission. I, I heard one pastor say one time when asked, what is this book about in one sentence? Can you... Can you just tell me the whole Bible in one sentence. And his answer was, it's the story of how God gets his family back. I love that. I was like, that's exactly what this, that when you read this story from beginning to end, you see that God loves us and he makes a way for us to come back to him, to be restored to him. And so today I'd love for us to say a prayer together. If you're watching online and you've never given your life to him. This is a moment where we can say that prayer and commit our lives to Him. Would you pray with me? If that's you, would you just bow your head right now, close your eyes, and let's pray together. Would you pray these words out loud? God, today I give you my life. I want a restored relationship with you. I want to follow you. I want you to lead me. I want to hear your voice. And I want to follow. Forgive me of my sins. Make me whole. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give everybody who said that prayer a great big round of applause. And I'm proud of you. I'm so thankful that we get to do this together. I'm going to invite the, here comes the singers. Here comes Pastor Susan. She's going to help us close in worship. I love you guys, and I love what's happening for 21 days. I love seeing you get closer to God and grow in your faith, seeing God do work in you. I love you guys so good y'all this series is amazing right learning to build our foundation it says to love god's word right amen and then to learn god's word man when he preached that I, I immediately started thinking about all the things that we love right like the musicians love the guitar so what do they do they learn to play it if you love gardening what do you do you learn to do it right if you love God's word, you're going to learn it. Amen. You're going to live it. Come on. Y'all need to get excited about that. That is our firm foundation. And we celebrate that today. So if you said yes today, maybe you're in this room. Maybe you're watching online. Praise God. Hallelujah. Relate, fix, and celebrate you. Megan's always better at doing that. We, we want to celebrate you. And if you said yes today, we want to join you on that journey. And let you know right now, we are here for you every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to go into our time of giving. There are ways to give on the screen as normal. But we've got a really new fancy box out there. So you can drop in your envelope right outside the door when you leave. And please, 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 if you got that Connect card today, fill it out. Maybe you've been here a thousand times and you've already filled one out. Guess what? There's even a place where we can pray for you this week. Drop that in the bucket and let us be a part of that journey for you. I'm going to invite you all to stand as we close out in prayer.
Lord God, we just thank you so much, God. We just pray over this message today that it leaves here just resonating on our hearts, Father, just to, to firmly plant our feet in your foundation, Lord God, and that you are all things, Father, and you only have good things for us. We pray over this offering today, Lord, that you bless it, that you multiply it, and you use it in ways that we can never imagine for your goodness and your glory. In Jesus' name.